You're listening to Beyond 1894, a podcast dedicated to updating you on research, innovation, and campus life happening at Louisiana Tech University. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Teddy Allen with University Communications. It is a beautiful, brisk uh, January day, and we're going to talk today about Louisiana Tech Research Institute. It's relatively new. You may not have known there was such a thing, but there is. We're going to explain to you what it is and, most importantly, what it means to you. This uh, mechanism is here strictly to serve you for the rest of your life, actually. I wish we had the director of operations here and he could tell you more about it. We do have him here. It's Warren Ward. Warren, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for making time. Well, thank you, Teddy. Good to be here. You bet. He's a retired colonel, U.S. Uh, Air Force. Thank you so much for your service, sir. And you have brought along your friend, Rachel Garcia, a 2019 tech grad in technical communication. Glad you're here. Hello. Glad to be here. You're a program manager for some of this stuff that's going on, so we're going to talk about that. Have you and Warren been able to get along since you've got this job? Have you, have you and your boss been able to get along since you got this job? Most definitely. <laughs> and your job has evolved, right? Yes, it has evolved. Technical communication, data uh, analyst, but now we're running some programs. And again, uh, we're getting this thing up and running. It's kind of got new legs with a new building uh, that's coming that you can see from I-20. So, Warren, let's start by just trying to tell people it's really not that complicated, but it seems complicated to try to explain the concept at first of what the Louisiana Tech Research Institute is and what its purpose is. Well, when we look at the structure of uh, tech, the campus itself, we're classified as a center of excellence under Louisiana Tech University. We do have our footprint over here in Bossier City. There's a reason and purpose for that. Uh, I like to think of it in the simplest terms as we're kind of the missionary for the Ruston campus, and right now the core of our work is with the Air Force Global Strike Command at Barstale Air Force Base. And so we're over here on the National Cyber Research Park is where we're at. Um, So we came over today to talk to these two wonderful people. They're soon going to be moving into a new building. It's a high-tech 74,000-square-foot facility here at the Research Park. Uh, Started building in September 2020. Should be ready this summer. Is that correct? That's what we understand. It's moving quite <laughs> moving right. along. It's, um, it's the government and the military and uh, higher ed, so sometimes things don't go exactly to uh, plan. But uh, eventually, this is going to be exactly what we need it to be. And uh, and it's a it's, there's just a lot of synergy provided through interdisciplinary science and engineering and policy education. It's going to affect us economically. Tell us how. Of course, you're over here in Bossier because. This is where the Air Force Global Strike Command is. Explain to people what the Air Force Global Strike Command is. Well, Air Force Global Strike Command, you'll hear me refer it sometime as AFGSC if you want to do that, or Global Strike, simply. But uh, people in northwest Louisiana are certainly familiar with the B-52s out of Barksdale Air Force Base. Uh, Global Strike encompasses about, I want to say about 35,000 people across, I'm going to lose track of my number of bases, about seven bases but the B-52s here at Barksdale, uh, Minot, North Dakota, you've got uh, three uh, ICBM missile wings up in uh, Minot, North Dakota, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, and um, uh, Malmstrom up in Montana. We also have the ICBM launch facilities out at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. We have a team set up over there. And uh, Kirtland Air Force Base, New Mexico, there is a contingent there, and there are units up at Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska. So we're scattered all over. 
the core mission is just as it says, uh, global strike. That means we can reach out and touch any target in the world uh, from home bases. And uh, there's professional airmen that do this each and every day. We do have the B-1s. By the way, people talk about those. They're not uh, nuclear, but they do reach out and touch across the world. They've been heavily involved in the operations in the Middle East the past 20 years. And the B-2s up in uh, Whiteman Air Force Base in uh, Missouri. So these Air Force uh, and military men and women who protect us, and a lot of the way they do that is through the uh, AFGSC, um, what Louisiana Tech does through the LTRI is partners with the Cyber Innovation Center and with the Air Force to do what? How, how Rachel, would you explain, hey, here's how tech is helping the government help you? I think the best way to explain it is that tech is helping the university, whether it be students or faculty, get exposure to the Air Force because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to learn how the Air Force works and all these different branches within the Air Force, and that's what we're here for, kind of like the program that I'm over, the uh, we just call it the fellowship program for short. Um, this is opportunity for Louisiana Tech students, both mix up undergraduate and graduate students, and Louisiana Tech professors to be involved in a program that works on projects, real projects that are within Global Strike Command. Currently, we do have three projects that are um, going on right now. We have knowledge management. We have portfolio um, design engineering platform, which we call PDUP, and NC3 modeling and simulation. And these are tech students and faculty that are working on this. And we are in our second year of this program. And one of the most, feed, or probably the most occurring feedback that we've got from year one and from fellows that are currently in the program is just that um, they had no prior Air Force experience prior to this program, and this has been a great way for them to get knowledge in this area, professional development in this area, and that's how I would say that we're here to help Louisiana Tech. And Teddy, Teddy, could I add to that mm -hmm. uh, with for our students in particular? The projects they're working on, as Rachel said, are very real-world projects, uh, uh, and they provide real data to the command itself, so it's a national security-type focus. The students, not all, but most, are getting uh, interim security clearances at secret level, which is valuable in itself. And in my opinion, uh, if you're a student that's graduating and you're getting ready to go look for a job somewhere, if you can put on your resume that I have a, I've had a clearance or have a current one, and I have provided something actually real world for the United States Air Force, that ought to be a big selling point to any employer. Okay. That's, that's not on my resume. I was born on an Air Force <laughs> base but was never cleared uh, to do anything important. So some of, these, some of these things that interns and professors are working on is like, I imagine it's very complex how Strike Command has to communicate. And so that's one of the things that you're helping them learn how to do, correct? Uh, what would be another? Is, uh, digital um, interaction with data and stuff like that? Is that another? Well, the PDEP program you're talking about, uh, if, if I were to say this, the Air Force, I mean, the, we've been doing things the, this way for eons almost. But there are a lot of niche-type databases where uh, maintenance data for all these different platforms I talked about are stored, and heaven forbid those uh, databases talk to each other. So we take the expertise from the uh, faculty and students at Tech, for example, in the computer science and cyber engineering department, and they're helping build those interfaces. 
building what they call data lakes so they can make sense of the data that Global Strike's getting so they can present that to the commanders and leaders out there so they can make informed decisions. So again, it's, it's complex, but you're taking something complex and making it simple and available and keeping it secure. Um, talk a little bit, if you will, about the research aspect and, and why we're working with the Air Force. Tech uh, has a certain amount of intellect that the Air Force needs, right? And then you bring in private companies so that way a company can make a little money, uh, and it's all driven to make the Air Force better. Is that a simple way of putting it? That's a good way to put it right now. Yeah, <laughs> okay. absolutely. So that's the main, and then the, the, the reason we all want to work together is from the synergy aspect, and plus I can learn from you, and you're a private business, and you can help me, and I'm a university, and I don't make any money, but I can intellectually help you. Yeah, and I think uh, in bigger terms, too, the, the Air Force gets a bargain, they're getting uh, services from the students, if you will. The students get a bargain if they're doing real, real work. Uh, if the Air Force were to contract some of these things out to other companies, it may be more expensive, if you would. But the, intele the intellectual capacity we bring, the research facilities at, at Ruston are world class. So it's just how do you expose them to it. So like I say, Rachel and I and the team here are kind of that missionary. It's important for us to learn what the campus cap uh, capacity is so that we can inform the Air Force when we're dealing with those guys. Rachel, are you uh, happy about your experience in Ruston as a student? Besides the train scaring you to death sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy with my experience as a student at Louisiana Tech. I loved the university. I loved the Ruston community. Loved everything about it. Where did you uh, go to high school? I went to Pineville High School yeah. and then went to Tech. Okay, majored <laughs> in technical communication. Kirk Sainamon, I know, is one of your guys. Uh, we're always getting a lot of information from him about what's going on next door to Wiley Tower in GTM. Did you imagine when you were senior at Pineville, did you see you doing something like this? I did not. Did you even think you would go into technical communication? Did not. So My did original plan was biology, and just whenever I got into the university, I just went biology route because still didn't know quite what I wanted to do, so let's just go with biology and then towards the end of my freshman year um, I really utilized the career center in Keeney and they kind of helped me um, narrow down to my decision with um, English concentrated in technical writing so that started my um, journey I guess to where I am now because my first quarter in the English department I took, took a technical writing class fell in love with it got a job opportunity as a student worker focused in technical writing for Office of Research and Partnerships under Dr. Dua, mm -hmm. and which two years later led to this opportunity over here. So just all kind of fell into place. So when you would be in Ruston and you would, did y'all ever come over to Bozier and Shreveport to do anything, to go to concert, to eat? I had a friend that was here, so every now and then I would. Okay. I'm just wondering if when you were coming into Bozier and you looked over to your right and saw where we are right now with all these big buildings, oh, well, that's nice. I wonder what's happening there. Th that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. And now you're in the middle of it. <laughs> and I remember my first day pulling up to my – because I interned with LTRI um, the summer before I graduated. Um, I remember pulling into the parking lot over here, and I was like, Never would I thought I would be in this building one day, but here we are. But you are. 
doing a good job for us. Thank you, ma'am. Thank we'll, uh, you. And you mentioned you mentioned uh, Dr. Dua Smith Dua uh, back when the pandemic began. He and the Air Force or in Global Command worked together for some COVID-19 modeling to give all the air bases heads up, and it worked out great. Uh, Sumit's kind of got a lot on the ball. Uh, we don't need that anymore, but at the time, it was very important as far as keeping our uh, Air Force uh, military personnel safe and um, well. Okay, a couple more things, Warren, and we'll let y'all get on with your day. The Global Near-Peer Competition Concepts concepts and Applications Workshops, is that still a thing that's going on? That's not going on right now. This, okay. Uh, some of the work kind of ebbs and flows, and that was successful. It was actually predates me. Rachel was here for right. some of that. Okay. That was when we – when it was – anyway, it all deals with planning. Y'all are all trying to think several scenarios ahead to give our leaders the most best information they can have. Yeah, and I won't go into great detail, but uh, you can think about the world situation we're in. You know, you got the United States, and there's a lot of folks that don't necessarily like what we do or our way of life and that would like to threaten us. So this allowed the airmen an opportunity to uh, kind of tabletop exercise, if you will. Uh, what if the other guys do this? What would we do? And again, this is uh, the university. This is a cyber innovation center. Um, Air Force Global Strike Command, and of course, private business, all trying to gather together to make um, things better for everybody. I think it was in World War II when one of the generals, our secretary, said, "You know what? I've been in this business a long time, but I've also seen private guys, and we need the <laughs> we need the guys who are in the military to come in here and start helping us." And uh, it's made all the difference. Is there anything else y'all want to say about uh, LTRI before we we let you go? Maybe a one comment on the new building, for one thing. You can see it from the interstate being built. It's a f not funny looking. It's just an architect architecturally interesting building like some of these on this campus are. Let me do one more shout out, if you will, yeah. uh, to uh, the agility that the campus has offered, um, particularly in the uh, industrial engineering department with Dr. Mary Finley. Mm -hmm. um, we got a, basically notified by the Global Strike Chief Scientist Office, I want to say late September when that came in. Mm -hmm. There's a competition called Global Strike Challenge. Um, it takes months to do that, but they contacted us. Hey, can you help us with some data analysis um, and help us with a what they call an outbrief uh, during a symposium in December? And we got that word in late September. Um, and then we worked through that for October, November, and then the presentation in early December. But um, you kind of look at data analysis, and you'd like to have numbers to work with. This was largely... Uh, written English language, if you will. They had comments, and then they wanted us to put it in a scorable matrix and, and work through the process. So 2,000-some-odd comments later, we worked out a Likert scale uh, through uh, Jack Mozello, one of the grad students over there, fantastic young man. Um, as Rachel said before, no, knew nothing about the Air Force, and we had to teach him acronyms. Here's an airplane, here's what it does, and, and Jack had a great time, and we had a great time working with him. Um, so he's learned a lot. Global Strike is very pleased with the work they did, and it just showed the agility we have in being able to turn uh, the Air Force on the assets on campus. So that was something I want to give a good shout-out with. We're just uh, completing all the reports on that now. Yeah, who knows what educational opportunity tomorrow will bring, too. Exactly. For uh, all the students on our campus, like Rachel, um, who were hanging around one day, and then you know a teacher cared or a program opened, or here's an internship, would you be interested? and then just turn them loose and 
see how far you can go. We've done some missionary work with uh, Dr. John Matthews over at the Trenchless Technology Center and got him linked up with one of the colonels over here on base who's been over to look at the center and the horizontal boring school they offer it back in the fall. Uh, that's been pretty good, just be having that flexibility. So if the folks on campus uh, know something you want us to know about, uh, reach out to us. We're willing to do that. Is the best way to do that through the LTRI.org? online you can do that uh that's the best thing we've got a website ltri.org we monitor that and uh, you can find us uh, listed individually as well if you look us up on the organizational structure you mentioned about the building again um, as i understand it it should be open sometime this coming summer it was just over there this afternoon uh, going through it's really coming up well it's three floors there's a lot of capability going into that building i can't elaborate a whole lot on but uh, again very very state-of-the-art facility and if you're driving by and you see something that looks like the imperial crawler off star wars movie we gave the architect a hard time and he says that's exactly the motivation i'm, so I'm looking forward we all are to see what it looks like it's it's pretty neat yeah it's really been amazing what's happening in this little few acres over here and the minds that come here and the ideas that are born all the time i just want to go back to the things we've done like the trenchless technology center um, what we've attempted to do and, and you know covid's been an interesting restriction since I came on board, but you know, as the, the restrictions have lifted a bit, uh, we're, we attempt to take the whole crew over here to uh, from Bozier to the campus to basically do a field trip, um, meet the faculty, the staff, and see what type of capabilities are there. Like I say, so we can educate ourselves to know what's going on, so that we communicate it with Air Force. So. Um, like I say, the, the trenches technology turning the colonel from uh, the Air Force onto that started with a visit of us just checking it out. And there was a two visits involved with that, and then we got it all set up. Uh, we've been over to uh, the uh, Institute for Micromanufacturing. That's pretty interesting. Uh, very grateful to the faculty there for letting us go through there. Most of that discussion when you're talking to us went over our heads, but at least we're seeing it. You know, we're putting eyes on it and meeting the people that we need to meet when we're talking to the folks um, the Air Force and hopefully other agencies as well. One of the goals we have in mind, I haven't had the rest of the team, I've been there myself with some other work I've done, but uh, I want to take the rest of the team over to the new College of Engineering and Science building, mm -hmm. go through that. And again, if you see us wandering around uh, gawking and saying, wow, you know, reach out to us because we we'd like to understand what's going on there um, because you've got some fantastic capabilities. Um, so I got some personal opinions that I think uh, the civil engineering program could be useful um, to some of the things that Global Strike's going on, new construction things. But that's going to take some uh, development, I think, to get some information and sell that. But that's something I think is kind of neat. When you bring your, your team over, maybe bring them over on the day that the Bulldogs are playing baseball or that the Lady Texas is playing softball, speaking of new facilities like the, uh, the, the engineering building, uh, and have a good time out there. It was a really magical place last spring. Bulldogs will open up in about a month, I think, from the very day we're talking. They have their home opener against Wichita State uh, in late February. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Just see, and uh, I'll buy you a hot dog and some popcorn, and uh, maybe a choo-choo train will come by, Rachel, remind you of old times. There we go. Perfect. I'm, I'm hoping to negotiate. Yeah. I mentioned that to him last week when I was over, but uh, Colonel Ritter over at the uh, Air Force ROTC, yeah. Debt 305, when we get the, the building to finally open, I'm hoping that we can negotiate and get a color guard out of ROTC because I'm a, I'm a product of that organization, and I think it would be kind of cool to come full circle on that. Well, if you haven't been on campus in a while and you, ne you need to slide by there because besides the engineering uh, building, so much more new stuff, C campus improvements, green space, um, 
We have a new Aspire piece of art out by the business building. Um, the biggest piece of art in our uh, Lincoln Parish, I would hope and think. Before I let you go, um, this is all about problem solving complex problems. And I know a lot of stuff that y'all do is uh, classified, so please don't tell me. But is there a simpler problem that, but like like a, like Sumi working with this COVID modeling, um, is there a, a problem like that that's come along that y'all teamed up to solve fairly quickly that would make sense in everyday life? Well, the, like I say, the the most recent and the quickest one was that just that uh, global strike challenge thing, and it, it that's more data data modeling in general. That one was a specific purpose, but I, I think the school is very flexible on that. You got the capability, uh, certainly all over, and, and to demonstrate you can move fast. Uh, again, our bread and butter work right now is with Global Strike Command, and the Air Force, but there's no reason in my mind what it couldn't be take the infrastructure in this area anywhere from the the train depot out at uh, uh, Cross Lake where they do repairs, uh, the, the power industry, electrical power industry with AP Swepco perhaps, uh, medical industry. I think the, the gamut's out there. It's, it's just making the right contacts and being that uh, in between. Well, it seems that the students at Tech and the programs at Tech and leadership there is very agile and moving and um, willing to take chances. Have you been, uh, uh, to, you know, disposed to students even if it throws them in over their head? At least then they know and can swim and catch up. Have you been surprised, uh, either one of y'all, at the intellectual capabilities of some of these young people that y'all are working with all the time? I I would say yes, and like how quickly they are to pick up on the Air Force. I mean, it's uh, it can be very intimidating. I mean, it's a lot of information at one time, and when you come from no prior knowledge to it or background. It, it, even for me, it's like I have no prior Air Force ex or military background, and there are still new things that I'm learning every single day. And I think um, one thing that I always see in this fellowship program, specifically with the students, is how quick to learn they are on all this Air Force terminology, the how it works, um, the organization levels and just going out there and finding opportunities for themselves within the Air Force that they didn't know was out there whenever, like, prior to their start of the program, so. And now they're helping change those things. And they are, yes. Uh, me and you are a little bit older than Rachel, Warren. Do, do, do you feel a, like youth, more youthful when you're around all these smart, young whippersnappers? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it, it definitely helps. have to keep up. It helps your psyche, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, I, I just find great reward in, in reaching back to the school and finding an opportunity for the students. Um, that's what refreshes me and keeps me going every day. I, you know, I used to be able to uh, – I had the same feeling teaching a new pilot to land a, a jet or something like that or pull it behind a tanker and refuel it. it, it so um, I think the instructors feel that when they're in the classroom and they see that light bulb come on. Uh, I think from where we are, we see that light bulb come on when they're talking and, and making this research really happen, making that product, make that customer, the Air Force in this case, say, yes, I want some more of that. So go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. We're, uh, again, LTRI is involved in a lot of stuff, solving a lot of problems, but one of the other things they're doing is just giving students a lot of opportunities that you can, they'll be able to use for their whole life. Before we let you go, thank you all both for joining us. Also to Gavin Kelly for uh, getting us recorded. Uh, 
thanks to the other folks y'all work with at LTRI. I want to thank you, Warren, for your service as always. And uh, Rachel, I want to tell you, go Pineville. And thanks for bringing up the Career Center. Uh, if you're a student, don't forget, it's there for you, and it can make a whole lot of difference. Thank y'all. We'll see you next time, okay? Till then. See ya. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.